Thanks for checking out the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. This is a conversation all about leadership, vision, and joining in God's activity wherever you are. You can find the show notes, links, and other helpful resources at hopechurchlv.com slash podcast, YouTube, or on your favorite podcast app. Thanks again for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast, and welcome for the very first time, our YouTube audience. Uh, We have decided to just start um, recording these on video. It's not going to be anything special. We are just sitting here at Hope Church in Las Vegas, Nevada, in one of our uh, green rooms uh, in our new worship center, and uh, yeah, we're just trying to get some content out to more people, and so um, I told Vance to to look pretty today because we were going <laughs> to start recording um, video. So if you're listening to this on podcasts, like we have uh, many, many listeners that do that, um, if you'd like, you can go subscribe to Hope Church LV on YouTube, and these videos will now be available. If you'd like to watch us talk about leadership instead of just listening to talk about leadership, you can do that on YouTube. Vance, here we are for the YouTube audience, anything you'd like to say to our new viewers? <laughs> no, this just feels really uncomfortable so far uh, <laughs> because we're usually doing this knowing that we're just talking in a conversation and uh, to have the camera turned on over here in the corner is a little bit different, but uh, I trusted you when you led me into the world of podcast, Scott, so I will trust you leading me into the world of YouTube uh, podcast i guess that's what you call it yeah is it a youtube cast or uh, <laughs> a lot of people say a lot of different things we'll just we'll just leave it at that but um yeah so for 43 episodes we have been on audio and so we just decided to kind of um as we begin the summer of 2021 just to jump into youtube for most of you listening on podcasts nothing if nothing has changed but if you do feel so inclined you can jump over to youtube and uh watch us talk about leadership so vance we are in June of 2021. Obviously, we record these a little earlier, but um, how you doing? How's life? How's the fam? How's, uh, how's Vance Pittman's world? Uh, man, I'm doing great. I am getting close to a sabbatical. Our church just blew my family away recently with a weekend where they honored us for 20 years in Las Vegas. Uh, it's hard to believe, but it's been 20 years ago that my family relocated here and joined in God's activity in this city and have for 20 years been able to enjoy just an unbelievable ride of God's favor, God's blessing, God's provision. And so the church honored us for 20 years and as a part of that have given us an extended 12-week sabbatical to get away and just refresh and refuel. And so we're getting ready to do that, um, about to be heading out on that sabbatical, especially when this plays will be getting really close um but man everything else is good um it seems like you know after 2020 and everything that happened and all that we went through life seems to begin to be getting back to somewhat levels of normalcy and at least in our weekend services we're starting to see people re-engage and just starting to feel like what it felt like prior to the pandemic and so I know for a lot of people man that's just refreshing to just see some things getting back to some levels of normalcy and so I'm feeling that and life is good that's great hope you are doing well wherever you are listening or watching this Uh, really excited about today Vance today is a little different tell us about why uh, episode 44 of the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast is going to be so different. Today is different. Uh, if you go all the way back to episode 7 of the podcast, in episode 7, I talked about what we called Leadership Failure 101, which is 
uh, not developing new leaders. And Scott, we talked about some content around the priority of raising up and developing leaders. And one of the great joys of my life and being in one place for 20 years is watching God raise up leaders. And you're an example of that. Now for over three years, 43 episodes, you've played the role of host on this podcast um, and asked me a ton of questions and let me do a lot of talking. And I just thought it would be great for our listeners that have really gotten to know you over the last three years, but predominantly as a host who's speaking in a little bit, but don't really realize the caliber of leader that you are that God's raised up here in our church. And one of the great joys of my life has been watching you and your development as a leader here on our team from when you joined our team as an intern to being where you are now, one of our lead pastors, leading one of our four major teams, part of our teaching team. Uh, Your fingerprints are just all over our fellowship. And so because of that, a couple of months ago, uh, we do a thing here at Hope Church uh, that we call Second Monday. We bring our whole staff team together and um, we do, we celebrate wins, uh, we pray together, and there's always, uh, <laughs> excuse me, a leadership challenge that's given, and most of the time that's done by me, but a couple of months ago, Scott, I asked you to do a leadership challenge for our staff team, and I just so love the content and the transparency from your own heart. I wanted today to kind of flip the script, let me be play a little bit of the host, and you to share some of the things that you shared with our team out of your own life and experience and leadership. So that's what we're going to do today. After 40-something episodes, ladies and gentlemen, I am finally in control. I cannot <laughs> wait. Just kidding. Uh, no, that's right. So I, should I say <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend? Oh, here we go. <laughs> uh, man, well, it's an honor. You know, I, um, for those that, that don't know me, maybe aren't in our church, um, it takes about five minutes of talking to me. Uh, for me to start singing the praises of what God has done through my life here at this church. He mentioned it, but um, came here right at a, a small little Bible college when I was 21 years old, hungry for ministry, but honestly, I didn't even know what that meant at the time. Um, it's just what Bible college kids say, you want to go into ministry. And so I, I went out to lunch with Pastor Travis, who was the student pastor at the time, and um, I just look back at that meeting at uh, Outback Steakhouse when Travis just uh, encouraged me to start serving as a small group leader in the student ministry. And just to see um, what God has done in my life. I mean, my wife and I got married here. We started having children who have all been now discipled and raised. I mean, we uh, a big moment yesterday, Vance. Our last, we have four kids. Our last preschooler graduated from the preschool ministry and is now in Hope Kids. So we now will no longer need to go to the preschool building. <laughs> and that was just kind of a moment for my wife and I. We, we, when we were going to sleep last night, it was like, wow, like these kids were born or, or in the case of our fourth, adopted into this family of faith. And um, I mean, everything about my life screams just God's grace primarily through Hope Church. And so um, it's an honor for me to sit under your leadership um, for, for almost 14 years now. Um, and so when I got an opportunity to share uh, on Second Monday, I was like, man, what do, what do I share? And so I just thought, I, I kind of how I normally do, just be honest with our staff and just kind of share where God's kind of brought me and specifically one area of my life that has been I think very, very affected. Something that I've done that has affected my leadership in the last several years more than anything else. So that's kind of the, the topic of today. And it's this idea of intentionality. 
as you saw in the title, uh, the title of this episode is Being a Leader on Purpose. Uh, that'll make sense here in a minute. But um, the reality is nothing good comes from drifting, right? We understand as, as, as sinners, immediately as soon as we wake up, we are naturally bent towards drifting. And so um, I don't ever drift in anything good for me. I don't drift in anything godly for me. Um, if you're listening or watching as a leader, you don't naturally drift into being an incredible leader. Um, what does it take? It takes, by God's grace, intentionality. Um, and it's something that I feel like is, is, is really popular right now, Vance. We've, we read books all the time as a staff team. And some of those books are secular books about business and leadership. And those are all great. But before people in the, in the book world and in the business leadership world were talking about being intentional and, and having the right mindset and all that, um, God was talking about it. A couple verses to share before we jump into kind of the bulk of the content. And what I share with our staff team is verses like 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. Discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. I love how Paul, he's writing to this young pastor, Timothy, and he's telling him, be intentional, for bodily discipline is only a little profit, but godliness is profitable for all things since it holds the promise for the present life and also for the life to come. It's this idea of you're never going to drift, Timothy, into being a great young new pastor. You have to discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. Ephesians 5, 15 to 17. Look carefully, this idea of intentional. How you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of your time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Um, my testimony as a young leader is I was really trying, to, I was trying really hard. Um, I just got married when, when, I started, um, when I started working at Hope, and I started getting leadership. And even that word, uh, I joked, we, we celebrated uh, Pastor Travis in, in another staff meeting for 15 years here on staff. And one of the things I kind of joked was, I made fun of him for a little bit, is um, how much this guy talked about leadership. Yeah. And in the beginning, I literally like, was like, what is he talking about all the time? He's talking about leadership. He's giving me these books. And, and I didn't know how to be a leader. But here's what I knew. What I was doing was not working. <laughs> like, I, I got married. And so now I'm, I'm a leader to this woman. And I'm in ministry. I'm trying to lead this student ministry. And then three months after we got married, we got pregnant with our son Bryce. And now I'm having to lead a family. And, and I knew I needed something to change because I wasn't reading a lot of books. I wasn't being very intentional with my time. I was expecting to drift into being this awesome godly leader. And um, God in his grace just kind of through a process of what I learned at Hope, some books that were given to me. And I just believe for the, for the benefit of my future and the future of everyone that I, I have influence over, um, just really pushed me towards this idea of striving by grace. Now at Hope, Vance, you can speak to this, but um, one of the things that, that you come out of in your tradition of growing up is, is a lot of people in the church world are striving. They're striving legalistically because they feel like this is what you got to do to be a good Christian. I didn't come out of that. I got saved as a senior in high school. I've only really known discipleship at hope, which is not about doing, it's about being. At the same time, I can't just sit in room all day with my Bible. And you know this, if you're a watcher or a listener of this podcast, we depend and abide in Christ but out of the overflow of what he's doing in us, man, we are passionate about the gospel. We're passionate about what we're doing. We hard, we're hard workers. So God just kind of led me through a series of a couple years of just honestly my life not working very well through this idea of striving by grace. 
uh, not, not striving apart from his grace, not striving apart from dependence on him, but striving by grace to be a better husband, to be a better dad, to be a better pastor, to be a better friend, um, a leader, you know, whatever it is. And so um, it kind of led us to what I packaged as this content that I want us to walk through. It's this idea of living life intentionally. Before we jump into the content, Vance, that's kind of my throw up of everything we're talking about today. How does that resonate with you and your leadership? How, how have you seen that maybe in me? And maybe we want to talk about that. But what are, what are your thoughts just jumping into a topic that I really feel like if people aren't already thinking about it, they need to be thinking about it no matter where God has them leading. Yeah, Scott, I think that's spot on. I'm excited to hear you unpack this because I know the way that it impacted me when you shared it. And to hear you describe that tension, it is very real. Like, for example, my life verses that, that are the life verses that God gave me in ministry are from Paul uh, when he wrote in Colossians. And he said, we proclaim him in Colossians 1.28, admonishing every man and teaching every man with all wisdom so that we may present every man complete in Christ. And then verse 29, Paul said, and here's the tension, for this reason I labor. And that word labor means to work to exhaustion. There's a striving. Paul said, for this reason I labor. But then listen to what he said. Striving according to his power, which mightily works within me. So there is this striving, this labor, but it's a labor that is a labor in dependence on the Holy Spirit of God and his empowerment within me. So it isn't this let go and let God but it's also not, it's all up to me. There's a mutual responsibility. There's God's part and there's my part. And what you're talking about is owning that intentionality and, and leveraging that by his grace mm. to become all that he's called you to be. So that's why I'm excited for you to share this with our listeners. Yeah, so obviously, uh, it kind of goes without saying, but I have not arrived at any of these. Vance has not arrived at any of these. But uh, what we want to do in this podcast is, is give seven ways to be an on-purpose leader. And just for fun, I, I, I put them all to uh, the acrostic purpose. So um, that's just for just, fun. Just I like the way he says that. <laughs> he loves doing it. I do, so I do. I do. Don't let him say it's just for fun. It's a part seven of seven ways passion. to be uh, an on-purpose leader. Um, the show notes, the caption on this YouTube video will have these kind of listed out. But um, as I thought about what to share with our, our staff team, how God has changed my life through just intentionality. These are kind of seven things that I know are a part of my life, again, not perfectly, but a part of my life that I try to practice by God's grace, striving by God's grace um, in leadership. So we'll just go through these and kind of chop it up as we go, Vance. But the first one, the P, is practice a morning routine. I was kind of the classic, maybe if you're watching or listening to this, you are. Um, I'm not a morning person. Um, And so what that usually meant, was I slept in until the bare minimum time where I could jump in and read a couple Bible verses before I headed out um, to work or to school or wherever I might have been going. Um, And so one of the things that God has kind of, again, through a process of discipleship and some books that I read, is this idea of a morning routine. I say routine not because it's something you're slave to, but something that's a habit or a routine in my life that to this day, by God's grace, I do pretty much every day, Um, except on Fridays, but we'll talk about that later. Um, But it's the idea of if when I go to build a building, we're sitting in a beautiful building. I remember before any of this was here, we had a set of plans that we were walking through, plans for walls, plans for AV, plans for all of it. Um, That was laying the foundation for what this building would ultimately become. For me, 
my morning routine is plans before starting or building my day. This is something that every day I wake up usually around the same time and I kind of have a morning routine. It always involves getting coffee in my mouth as soon say, yeah. as humanly possible. Um, I'm always like, that's don't even talk to me before I've had a cup of coffee, please. Um, but that it, this includes God time. Um, this, this must include God time. That's um, one of the things that I love to do is I don't even look at my phone, Vance. You, you've shared this too in sermons and stuff. One of the things that you do is you, your phone's in a, a different room until you've spent time with the Lord. Understanding that as soon as I pick this thing up, I got notifications, yeah. I got news, I got tweets, I got Instagram. Um, and so I don't even touch that thing until I've spent time in the word. This is also a time where I uh, read books for de development. I'm a, I'm a big reader like you are. Um, and so this is after I spend time with God, I'm reading some books. I'm usually reading two or three books that I'm spending time in just trying to learn and develop. For me in my season of life, this is a little different for you than, than it is for you, Vance. But this is my me time. I have four kids all in elementary school. Um, and so uh, I, when I get home right now, um, Vance, we've talked about this. This is not true of you, but it used to be. When I get home right now, it's like dad's home. Every kid rushes to the door. Let's go to the park. Let's play. Let's. And so me time does not end when my work is over. Me time is either late at night or in the morning. And so if I want time for myself, if my wife wants time for herself, we have to wake up before the kids do, uh, get in the word, and um, that's our me time. Because if I stay up too late, then my morning routine will be messed up. And so try to get to bed at a good time, um, and this is my me time. It's time for, with God, time for developing myself as a leader. Um, and then there is time to flip open Instagram and see if anything awesome happened last day. Um, but practice the morning routine is one simple way that I've seen in my life is a very intentional way to be an on-purpose leader. And I think that's something as you study leaders and study leadership, you'll find that that discipline true across different um, spectrums of leadership. Yeah. You know, I mean, not just Christians. You'll find non-Christians who have a morning routine uh, that do something. But we're talking about Christian leaders and particularly that piece of time alone with the Father. That needs to be a piece of that. But the two things that I wrote down, Scott, thinking about that that I think are important is, number one, you said it needs to be personalized to you. Mm -hmm. So you may be listening to this and you're like, man, I'm not a coffee drinker. I don't even do Instagram. Uh, I don't like reading books. So it's got to be personalized to you. you got to make that fit who you are. And then it's got to be contextualized to your season. Yeah. So your season of life with small kids at home, uh, your morning routine may look different than mine does yeah. now because I don't have small children in the house. I don't have to get everything done before they're up and moving around. So personalized to you, yeah. contextualized to your season but, man, that morning routine is, is massive. Yeah. So What's your second one, Practice the morning routine. Here's the you. Utilize every resource to grow. We don't need to spend a ton of time on this. What I love about this podcast is not contrived and not put on, but we just constantly are talking about the things that you and I are doing and people in our church who are leaders are doing um, to grow. We've said it before. Readers are uh, leaders are readers. Um, we are constantly talking about what books are reading. So that's a, that's a resource to grow. Again, even if you're not you – know, my wife – um, even after I kind of began reading a lot, she would say, man, she's not a reader. She's a really slow reader, she would say. Um, and so I just said, you know, just start with a book at a time and see where, and to see over the last few years where Candace now is, which is constantly getting after her God time, getting in a, in a book about being a better mom or a book about discipling young ladies. Um, leaders are readers. I always joke and say, if you tell me you're not a reader, but then I told you, I'm going to give you a book. And if you read this book, you'll learn how to be a millionaire by next year. 
every person just like became a reader. reader. Yeah. Like they would all read that book. Yeah. It's it's a matter of do you want it enough? Do you want to grow enough? Do you see the benefit of reading enough to get into the word? So um, maybe that's reading for you. Another thing, podcasts. I mean, you're listening to the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. Before today, it wasn't on video. Um, podcasts are amazing. I love podcasts. They've changed my commutes. I'm pretty much never driving and listening to music anymore. I'm, I usually listen to music while I'm working and while I'm working out. Um, but podcasts have changed my commutes. And I'm not just listening to sermons, although I do listen to sermons. But I'm just utilizing every resource to grow. I understand I am a young dude. I'm not as young as I once was, Vance. But I understand I have so much to learn. So I'm utilizing every resource to That's grow. Great. It's another area that I'm trying to be intentional with. That's great. That's great, Scott. What's the third one? Oh, third one, I had to sponsor by LaCroix. I had to take a little <laughs> drink of LaCroix. Uh, third one, the R. So we got practice and morning routine for P. Utilize every resource to grow for you. R, regulate distractions. This was a big one for me. I had to be intentional, and I still do, on what I allow to distract me. Mm. Um, it kind of goes without saying. Again, we've talked about this. I think we've had a whole episode on these little bad boys right here, the phone. Um, man, this thing is so distracting. If I'm not careful and I don't put some, some regulations on this thing, um, I don't know when it was. A few years ago, Apple, um, and, and if you don't have an Apple, I'll pray for you um, because <laughs> that's a sanctification issue. Anyways, um, I love all my Android fans. I got people in my family that are Android people. Um, but, uh, man, I, they came out with what they call screen time. It's kind of everyone knows what it is now. But if you didn't know, um, there's an – Apple tracks everything you do on your phone. And so you can actually go in the screen time app and you can uh, set up a report. And the report will tell you, here's how much time you spent on this app, here's how much time you spent, and here's how many times. It gets down to how many times you picked up your phone. Um, and I was humbled. The first time I did that, I don't remember what it was, but it was an ungodly amount of time that I spent on Instagram. And again, I'm thinking about my role and responsibility as a leader here at Hope, as a husband, as a father. Um, and the amount of time I was spending on my phone, for me, again, this is, we're not putting this on anybody. You got you to gotta ask God to kind of lead you for you. But for me, I realized that is unacceptable. I'm spending so much time on my phone. And it hit me one day, we were wrestling around on the floor, me and my kids, and um, I, I picked up my phone just because it's like a habit. I picked up my phone and I started scrolling Instagram. And my son was probably, I don't know, seven at the time, so a few years ago. He asked me, he said, Dad, um, why are you on your phone? Play with us. And it was just mm -hmm. one of those, my goodness, here I am. I'm enjoying all the things that I've prayed for. Um, but I still think I need to open up my phone and see people that I don't even really know that well. On So... Regulate distractions. How's, how have I done that? Um, I got a limit. Again, this is not, this is, you got to, you got to, I think you do too, Vance. Yeah, I do. Which um, put a limit. Like, here's how much time I'm going to spend on Instagram a day. Um, not only do I have a limit, my wife has the passcode. So. Mine as well. <laughs> I don't even know how to get myself beyond the limit. I don't have the willpower. I have 15 minutes a day. If that thing pops up and says you're out of time and I had the password, I'm scrolling again. Yep. So my wife, Candace, has the password as well. And so, um, man, that's, that is a big deal for me. That's, the phone is a big deal for me. Maybe for you it's a different distraction. But a way for me to be intentional um, was for me to limit the distractions. A big one is my phone. We talked about it earlier. But I don't, I don't check my phone until my morning routine is over. Uh, I actually don't have email on my phone. Every once in a while, again, there's situations where you have to do this, right? There's situations where I know something big's going on. Or if I'm traveling, I'll always put my email on my phone. But I know if I have my hope email on my phone, I'm just going to constantly getting pinged all day long. 
um, and I need to regulate distractions. For me, that's how God's kind of led me to be an on-purpose leader. So that's the third one, regulate distractions. Yeah, I was just going to read this quote by Henry Blackaby because I think it's so good about distractions. He said, among the enemies to devotion, none is so harmful as distractions. And here's his definition. Whatever excites the curiosity, scatters the thoughts, disquiets the heart, absorbs the interests, or shifts our life focus from the kingdom of God within us to the world around us, that is a distraction. The world is full of them. Our science-based civilization has given us many benefits, but it has multiplied our distractions and so taken away far more than it has given. Wow. So great definition yeah. of what distractions For are sure. and regulating them is key to Absolutely. being an on-purpose leader. Here's the fourth one. Pray throughout the day. Um, if you're like me, and this is kind of embarrassing to admit, it's easier to admit that to our staff team than it is to admit to the whole podcast world. <laughs> but um, my prayer life just wasn't great. I'd spend great time with God in the morning. I would have an awesome prayer time. I'm a journaler, so I'd be journaling. And then I'm just a go-getter kind of guy. So I would shut my Bible, shut my journal, and there would be days that I would go home, and I would lay my head at, down at night, and I would realize I didn't really talk to maybe Maybe some prayers during meetings, but I didn't even really talk to God very much throughout this entire day. Um, And for me, it was just a conviction. Like, man, my prayer life um, was just not something that was, uh, that, that, that verse that says pray without ceasing. That doesn't mean you never stop praying. It's this continual dependence and prayer with God, and it's just that communion throughout the day. And so uh, one of the things that I've weaved into my life, and I'm, again, I'm not perfect at it. Even as I'm unpacking this right now, I'm realizing i got to do some, some work to, to, to get this back into my life. But um, it's just this idea of weaving in prayers throughout the day. So as I'm walking from one meeting to another, uh, we have a lot of meetings now in this building, and we'll go to the other building is I'm sometimes I'll skateboard over to the other building. I'm just asking the Lord, I'm about to go into this meeting. I need your wisdom. I need your grace. Um, And it's just something to kind of recenter my heart that's always going, that's always drifting, that's always searching for the next thing. Um, Just praying throughout the day, not just in the morning in my God time, but praying throughout the day is something that God has really used um, just in my leadership as I'm trying to be intentional. Yeah, I think for me, Scott, when I when I grasp that reality of of this pray without ceasing being this constant conversation, it means that you never close the communication lines, that they just stay open. And living that way uh, changes the way you view prayer. It changes your intimacy with the Father. Um, And I like to relate it to like my relationship with my wife. Like even though we're not talking right now, like I could text her right now and she would respond and we could, that, that communication line is open. And too many times we do put God in that morning box and then it's over. And what you're describing that I so appreciate is just walking with God through the day and keeping that line of communication open. So I thought that was powerful. So you said, practice a morning routine, utilize every resource to grow, regulate distractions, pray throughout the day. What's the fifth one? Only be wherever you are. This one was another challenging one for me. Multitasking is something that, um, depending on the type of leader, you think this is a thing you're great at. Um, The reality is multitasking is a myth. I love that now some of the science is kind of backing that up, that they're doing studies to show you really can't be at two places at once. You can't give your full attention. Um, There were times as a young leader where I was called out because I'd be in one meeting and I'm emailing for another or I'm doing it. And now with our phones, it's so easy to just kind of drift off and look into a phone and somebody says, what do you think, Scott? And you're like, "Uh, can you repeat the question, right? Like only be 
wherever you are. This is a discipline that I'm really trying to work on to be intentional. But whether I'm here, like right now, I am podcast host. We are doing a podcast. So um, obviously there's emergency situations, but I want to be here. I want to be fully on the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. From 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. at Hope Church, I'm going to be fully there. I'm going to be a leader. I'm going to be a, a great team member. I'm going to be a great pastor, hopefully, by God's grace. Um, and then I leave. Uh, I have a, a little gym in my, in my garage. Um, it's a CrossFit gym. Vance is, uh, is also on, on the CrossFit train. We've talked about that on this podcast before. Um, but I want to be a great coach. There's 15 or so people that come to my house, some of friends of mine. I want to be a great coach to them. So I'm not on my phone. I'm not, at, at that time, I'm home, but I'm not in my house being a dad and a husband. Uh, obviously, if my kids come out and need something, of course, I'm going to be there. But I, I want to be a good coach. And then, of course, as soon as I walk in, until I get up the next morning and go to work, I want to be a great husband and father. I know it goes without saying, but to only be wherever you are in this day and age with so many distractions is actually a very intentional move. Wherever you are, be only there. That's another way God is kind of... Uh, you know, pushed me to, um, to to really be a better leader is to wherever I am, be all the way there. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. And I know, like talking to pastors that are that are listening today and ministry leaders, in particular, like on Sundays when when the church service is happening, you know, before and after. I think often some of the greatest ministry that happens at a church gathering is not happening on the stage. It happens off stage uh. in those one-on-one -on -one conversations, people before and after services that you're talking to, applying God's word, answering questions. And I think it's so important when you're doing that to be there. Mm -hmm. And what tends to happen is you start looking at the person next, the person that's behind them or looking over somebody else you want to talk to. But, man, just to give your attention to those people, when you study Jesus in the Gospels, you could tell, man, he saw mm -hmm. people. Like when he was with them, he was with them, and they knew he was with them. So I think that's such a powerful statement to only be where you are. So we're to the S in purpose. Scott, what's the S? Sabbath. Uh, this is something I'm very thankful. A lot of resources are coming out in, in, the, in the church world. Um, some really great books on just really what it looks like to take the fourth commandment. We forget that's a commandment. Um, seriously, we've kind of punted it as Christians in our go-getter world, and I did. Um, and, and I would look back, we're off on Fridays here at Hope, Fridays and Saturdays. Um, and I would look back at my weekend and it was just packed full of stuff. And I'm going into Sunday tired. And of course that's going to happen sometimes. But one of the things that God really led me to is this idea of practicing a Sabbath. And it doesn't have to look uniform the same way for everybody. But for us, for me and my family, um, it's a thing. I announced to my family, here's what we're going to start doing on Fridays. So for me... We've talked about this on the podcast before, but when I go to bed on Thursday, I turn my phone off. If there's an emergency at the church, Vance and Travis know to call my wife. And if there's an emergency, they can get a hold of me. We understand that happened during COVID. There were several things that kind of popped up that, that I needed to, to break my Sabbath for and, 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 and engage as a leader. And that's going to happen. But by and large, Thursday, my phone goes off. Um, Saturday morning when I, after my God time, I turn it back on. And honestly, for the first couple times I did that, I thought I was like getting off of drugs or something. It was <laughs> insane how, how dependent I was on my phone. But we, we just rest. Rest doesn't mean I don't get out of my pajamas. Sometimes we go on hikes as a family. We'll go to the park for the day. We always make pizza and watch a family movie night every Friday night. And it has been something throughout the COVID season and now continuing as we get out of the COVID season that has changed the game for my family. My kids know, everyone knows when I get home from service on Thursday, because we have service on Thursday night, 
Um, Sabbath's about to start. It's going to be a game changer. We're going to be together. Um, we can play video games, but it has to be together. The rule is everything has to be together. So let's play Battleship. Let's play a Star Wars video game. Let's go on hikes, but let's do it together. Let's turn the distractions off and let's just enjoy each other and enjoy the rest that God calls us to. So that's been another huge move for me and my family. Yeah, Scott, and I think the way you model that and the way you live that uh, is inspiring for a lot of people. I know it has been for me. I know the way that you put those boundaries in place. And you don't do it in a way that's like lording it over people or saying, look at what we're doing. But you just model it uh, in a powerful way. And I know for a lot of people that are maybe watching or listening, um, you're wanting to kind of say, man, how do you begin to put that practice in? Let me give you two books that were instrumental in my life that, that helped me tremendously with this. One is called The Rest of God by Mark Buchanan powerful book on the principle of Sabbath, uh, subtitle Restoring Your Soul by Restoring Sabbath. It's just a great, great resource. And then Replenish by Lance Witt. Both of those books are phenomenal at helping you build this principle of rest. And somebody said this about me last week, and I've actually said it before, but, but hearing somebody else say it meant, wow, I'm really living this way. They said, man, Vance, you work hard, but you rest hard. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a biblical principle. It is a spiritual thing to rest. We have an entire podcast on that subject, yeah, and you can yeah. go look that one up. But um, there's a spiritual principle of resting that we've gotten away from, and those two books and what Scott said are so instrumental. So, Scott, what's the last one? Last one. Won't spend much time on it. End the day wisely. In the day wisely. Again, we're about to go. It's, this is cyclical. I'm about to wake up and practice my morning routine. Um, and so how do I end the day wisely? For me, I always do a debrief with Candace. Again, this is a season of life thing. But her and I do not get many quiet moments ever <laughs> until the kids go to bed. And so there's always going to be a touch base with my wife. There's always going to be a, hey, how was your day? She's homeschooling all the kids. I'm working here at Hope. There's a debrief with Candace. Sleep is a big deal. I love, again, all the science is coming out. The people that say, I only need three hours of sleep, and I, I'm just that kind of guy. Well, eventually you're going to die. <laughs> you're going <laughs> to yeah. hit a wall. Um, and so I try to get a good night's sleep. I'm not great at it. I wish I got more. Um, there's some stuff I'm doing to, to try to, to, to help that, trying to get off the devices. But if I'm not careful just like you, I'm going to get a Netflix show on, and next thing you know, I'm in a show hole, and it's been four hours, and it's midnight, and I'm expecting to wake up in a few hours, and that's just not something that is wise for me. And yeah. so I try to go to bed at a decent time, um, and I end the day wisely because I know the next part of the, t the next, the, uh, the practicing a morning routine is coming. Um, and so those are just some ways that, like, if I look at my life over the last several years where I've really grown in leadership and grown as a husband, grown as a father, grown as a friend, those are things that not perfectly but they've been a part of my life, and I'm super, super grateful that God and his grace has kind of led me in those ways um, of being an on-purpose leader. Well, and what I love about this, Scott, is you've described these seven things, and I'll just recap them one last time. Practice a morning routine, utilize every resource to grow, regulate distractions, pray throughout the day, only be wherever you are, Sabbath, and then end the day wisely. These are not just seven things that you write on paper. These are seven things that I watch you live out in your life, mm. and I think that's why they were so inspirational to our staff team and why I think they'll be inspirational to our listeners and those that are watching on YouTube uh, to think about those seven areas. And maybe for you it's not seven. Maybe you there's eight or nine. Maybe mm. there's four or five. But what is it that you need to be intentional about as a leader to continue to develop 
and to be the best steward of the responsibility that's been entrusted to you. So that's what we wanted to share with you today, Scott. It's been awesome to flip the script. Uh, and another awesome part of this is you always tell me, let's shoot for under 30 minutes. We'll see ah, where it goes. I knew and it. And we have gone over 30 minutes. So it is awesome that uh, Scott is long-winded as yes. well. So. All right. So thanks for listening. I uh, hope you enjoy this new format if you're watching on YouTube. Um, we will be back in the middle of uh, the, uh, the summer, July of 2021. Hope to catch you very soon. Let us know how we can help. Hit us up on the DMs. Hit us up with our, uh, our email. Let us know how we can help serve you better as leaders. And thanks again for checking out the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. Thanks again for joining us today for the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. If you enjoyed what you've heard, we would love to help spread the word. You can drop a comment on YouTube, leave a review on your favorite podcast app, or share this episode on your social media. Thanks again for joining us.